You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 289 of the critically acclaimed PHP I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me, running late as always, is John Congdon. Not running late, I was being acquitted. And Tom Rideout. Acquitted of what? I actually, I, I don't think that's really what happened, but... It was supposed to be a Johnny Depp reference. It, it failed. It fell oh. down. Just move, oh. just move past it. Oh, we're supposed to just make light of this now. That was hours it. ago. The, the internet's moved on. I have Damn, no clue what Johnny. really happened. I was at a luau, so I'm not able to pay attention to the news. A luau. A luau. Okay. Good to know. Hard Didn't... knock life. Didn't get my invite. And that's understandable, I guess. Do you have a kid that goes to Sundance Elementary School? Okay, we're going to move on. Happy to be here. Been a oh, busy wait, week for me. Been a busy week Speak, for me. Speaking of, your, speaking of your kid, yes, it has been a busy week for you. Yes. Just literally drove in from San Francisco about an hour ago. I am going to tell you, if you have never had the pleasure of... Driving in California, you are missing such an experience. You have no appreciation of gridlock until you've driven in, well, Southern California, really. LA, LA specifically. Oh, LA is so bad. I I try to avoid LA like the plague, but all of Southern California. San Diego is getting horrible as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but all of Southern California is is pretty crappy. That's why I like working from home. I don't have to deal with that. Okay, Mr. Privilege. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about that. I, you you work from home too, Eric. I work where I need it. I'm I, where I'm needed is where I work, Tom, and you know where people will pay me. But yeah. <laughs> As long as people are still doing that, you're good. I'm trying. It's not as easy as it used to be. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Running a business is so hard. What bad we Eric doesn't even know the bad part, so I'm gonna share that for to, to talk with him after the show. Oh, nice. Well, way, I'm looking forward to that. Fun news. <laughs> This happened like 5.30 today. I'm like, son of a... No. You're killing uh, me. Congdon, you're killing me. Trust me. The situation is killing me too. You better put it in Slack. I'm not going to be able to do this entire show like this. This is this is just unacceptable. God damn it. All right. So, yeah. I had a kid. All moved in up in San Fran. I like San Francisco. I mean, it's it's a dirty place. Lots of dirty things, but it's uh, it's fun. I enjoy being up there. Good food. And uh, kids are all in. I, I'm pretty sure if, if we had any savings, I'm pretty sure the wife spent it all. Like, it, it's like you, you would think that we were leaving them on some deserted island where they had no access to food or, oh man, it was just, <laughs> uh, but I'm happy for them. It's, did, uh, you, did you do the whole, like you have to go to Ikea and buy like all the things they need for the, for the apartment. Desks a lot of, and furniture. A lot of pur- purchases were made. A lot of purchases were made. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. And I and I I had to listen on the way home of, of everything we forgot. And it's like, yeah, you know, they live there. They can go buy the stuff themselves. Say, so. Don't they don't they have a job out there? <laughs> they, no, they don't. That's that's the thing I don't get. No, they don't oh. have a job there. Their job is in San Diego. So yeah. But I'm happy for them. <laughs> It's going to be Good. exciting. They're in Discord now. If everybody wants to, Good wish, luck. 
Every, Eric, uh, Eric's second born, Eric's Spanish speaking kids. Uh, congratulations. They are in our Discord right now. Starting your life. It's, I remember when I first moved out. It's, it's such a, it's a relief yet stressful. Were you also 22? No, I was 17. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't wait too. to, I couldn't wait to get out, <laughs> be on my own. Oh, but if I had oh. Eric as a dad, I'm sure I'd want to stay as long as I could. Eric, that's that's one down. How many left? Because you keep adding, <laughs> like you keep adding new children to your household. Uh, yeah, my other kid and and their partner uh, still lives with us. So uh, I, I think I think we 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 have that one locked down for a while. So you went from uh, having twins to only having two children in the house. Yeah, exactly. So, congratulations. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, they all pretty much hate hate us. So that's the that's the great thing about being parents, being a mom and dad is, it's like that. It's like that saying uh, in Batman. It's like you know, you live long enough to be become the bad guy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how it is with kids. You know. You oh, I know. Enough. Eventually, eventually, they'll they'll appreciate you again. So. It's it comes that's- back full circle where they're like, you know, we really appreciate what you did. By the way, we got you this wonderful assisted living facility. You're just (laughs) now please die. Please. (laughs) Yeah. How much life insurance do you have? Well, thanks to John a lot. I think, uh, I think he was involved in this whole scheme. Let's move on. It was a long drive, but uh, yeah, I have a feeling we're happy you made it for sure. Yeah. Multiple, more trips to San Francisco in the future. Like I said, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I really enjoyed up there. I had been probably been ten years since I'd been up there, and uh, I'm you know got to hit a couple of old uh, old you know drinking holes I used to go to. Uh, the Buena Vista being one of my favorite places to go to. It, they're they're the people who brought the Irish coffee to America. And they have great food. If you ever in the San Francisco, the San Francisco area, they're over there by Fishersman's Wharf. Hit up the Point of Vista and tell them I sent you. They'll charge you a little <laughs> extra, but it'd be worth it. I promise. Yeah. It's every. It's like a the opposite of the Amazon referral code. Is every customer you send in takes money off of your tab that you've got running there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they pick up a little bit of my bill, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, that would actually be a great idea to have a referral program like that. Yeah, that would be a, the kind of idea only an absolute alcoholic could come up with. <laughs> You're welcome. So, what have you guys been doing since I've been gone? Flying. Uh, well, I had a week Excuse off. Me. Sinking. Sinking. You had a week off last week when we talked. What are you talking about? Well, I was. I still had another two, three. Four days left at, at that point. Oh, I thought you were gonna say two, three weeks. I don't know. <laughs> no, wait. What do you mean sinking, John? Because that sounds like somebody should be taking away your P two license now. No, no, no. It's so I, I finally flew the the mountain by my house. I flew it again yesterday. I've got video. I'll share. I just got it tonight, so I'll, I'll share it with you guys in a little bit. But. The pilots that are really good know how to find the rising air and can one the first guy to launch got up to almost two thousand feet and booked it across the, the road, went over the ballpark, which I don't think we're supposed to fly over there, but he doesn't care. He was trying to do a triangle. Well yeah, how are the cops gonna catch you? Yeah, and well, you gotta land at some point. Meanwhile, <laughs> I launch and don't go up at all. It's like eh, okay. <laughs> just <laughs> my first flight i got 23 feet above takeoff my second flight i got three feet above takeoff i mean that's so a, it's like those are positive gains that's <laughs> but it's basically just a flight down so i hiked 20 minutes up the hill for a five minute flight down and just kind of hanging out there so basically what i'm saying is i have a lot to learn still yeah but you didn't have to like wait an hour in line like at Disneyland. It's just a 20 minute walk. There you go. See, you saved, you've already I like your positive attitude. 
Yeah, I don't know where that's coming from today. <laughs> I apologize to our are listeners. You, are you feeling all right? A little under the weather. I'm feeling all right. Had a, uh, a nice long break. Really feel really feel good going back to work on Tuesday. Uh, we had Monday off here in the states. Uh, so. I, I didn't. I forgot about that completely as part of my vacation plans. So that was a nice little surprise at the end of the weekend. <laughs> so you went back feeling re-energized after a vacation? Yeah, I did. I, I, I felt great, and then uh, dove right back into uh, Laravel Nine upgrade, and uh, instantly felt awful again. <laughs> Why? What? What's taking so long? What's hard about it? There's just these. These little things. Tell you what's taking so long. Tom's doing it. I wasn't the one doing it the whole last week. Why? Somebody else had taken the ticket and was not was not able to make much progress with it. Um. So no, uh, there. I I found the issue after a lot of digging. We have a, a series of request definition wrappers around the. Laravel HTTP client and the Laravel HTTP client had a breaking change from 9.3 to 9.4 and it wasn't part of a PR and doesn't have any comments on it. It just was a push straight to develop that just says fix options and that change was actually backported to the 8x branch as well. So if there's a new release of the 8x branch for security reasons, it will break HTTP clients for people who are doing what I'm doing, which is annoying. So what did you have to do to fix it? Uh, so the when you call the get function or the get method on the HTTP client from oh. a from a pending request that you're generating. Um, previously, it would just pass any additional query details that you passed in with it, uh, but now it counts the number of arguments that are being used to call the get function, and defaulting the response or defaulting the query value to a blank array if it's only one query argument. And so you were building it up and then when you call get it cleared it out? It dumped the whole thing out, yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're getting if you're calling get and you don't pass in body parameters, but you populate the query option with query parameters, then it dumps the query parameters in favor of the body parameters that are null. Um, so, you know, just a, a simple little change that completely breaks functionality of the client and was pushed out with no review and no PR at random and then backported to an older version of Laravel. Little frustrating. Should, little frustrating. But that's why you should use Guzzle, right? So well that was the the sort of the end result of the conversation around the whole thing was like the problem that we keep running into with Laravel is that it wants to help us so much that when we use its help the later versions will just break it. Because a, like a great idea comes up and says, hey, it's even more helpful to do it this way. And so a breaking change is introduced to something that's totally working fine, doesn't need to be modified, just leave it the fuck alone. And it's like, no, not doing that. I'm going to break it. So, uh, yeah, the we actually have a... We now have a, a backlog ticket that is to stop using the Laravel HTTP client and write our own because it does this stuff. It, because 
it just changes randomly and we can't but know when why to wait why write your own when there's a highly used library out there guzzle well no so H- the the laravel HTTP client is on top of guzzle it's a wrapper for guzzle okay so but why are you going to write your own wrapper for it why not just use it because a lot of the abstraction that the, the HTTP client does are very useful, make things a lot more readable in the end code. And we want that kind of functionality. We just don't want it to change at random throughout the year. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So very, very annoying issues. Um, but you know, as a result of all this upgrade shenanigans, I've gotten much more comfortable with Xdebug and tracing why everything breaks when I do a minor version update. If you're not using Xdebug, you you have to check it out. You have to use it. I mean, I use it, geez, probably daily at this point. And I have a dedicated production machine set up where I can use Xdebug when necessary. No other traffic goes to it. It's just a single machine setting off to the side where if we need to access it, we can. And it's definitely very helpful. I actually tracked down a bug today doing that. Now that you bring that up, we were having, um, what, what was it? Just, Somebody was complaining about the way something worked. I probably spent an hour digging into why. And it's just the complication of the product. And it was it was frustrating. But once I realized what was happening, it was, I'm like, I knew enabling this feature for this type of user was a bad idea. And here's why. <laughs> yeah. But it took me that, that long to track it down. You know, probably would not have been able to track it down without Xdebug very easily. Yeah, it's it's super helpful. It's just I wish I didn't have to pull it out all that often for minor updates. Well, it shouldn't be for minor updates, but in your day-to-day Couldn't be. work, it's useful. How about you, John? You what did guys... you do this week besides sync? Well, I want to hear what Eric was about to say. I was just trying to get something going. You guys are boring the car out of me. I'm struggling to stay awake as it is. Do you well, guys we're realize? We're used to boring you. We are approaching episode 300. We are. We this is this is show. We're, we're three months away. Chill. Huh? Calm down. We're still three months away. Two and a okay. half, three months. Yeah. Whatever. Just trying, trying to bring some joy to the show. You good? Keep bringing us down. That's fine. Hey man, I wish I could take. I wish I could take credit for bringing us down. I blame Tyler. Who's Tyler? Taylor. Taylor. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I got. I, I came home, like I said, literally a couple hours ago, and I'm going through my emails. I, I really didn't even have time to go through emails while I was out of town. And I had a little email there waiting for me saying I got accepted to the new JetBrains UI beta. Ooh, really? Faster, did you? Have you looked at it, or you just literally just saw it? I I, I, I downloaded it. It's, it's interesting how you install it. You, it's a plugin, so you have to have you have to have the EAP of Storm, which because I used that um, toolkit, I, it was just a matter of hitting install for the EAP, and yeah, it just it's just a plugin. So I didn't think I was gonna, I didn't think it was going to change that much for me because I already when I do use PHP Storm, I use it in distraction free mode. So, you know, basically everything's hidden away and it's just almost like a terminal to me. But I've only touched it for like 15 minutes. So don't hold me to this right now. And and I discovered that when I did it, I had to reinstall some my my Vim plugins. So uh, that was a thing. But I did touch it. Um, It's nice. Uh, 
Where do we I go mean, it's uh, it's it's nice. Um, I I'm actually thinking. So I ha- it, it was in distraction free mode for me by default. I don't know. It must have been picking up a setting somewhere for me. And um, but I take it out of distraction free, and it's still really clean looking. It's very VS Code. It definitely t- pulls away that like. Uh, every time I went, every time I used PHP Storm, and this is not really a knock on PHP Storm. It's not. I didn't think there was much that they could do about it, but I always got like the the reminisce of like using Eclipse, like that very bulky Java Ugh. IDE. And they, I mean, they did a lot of things to try to fix it. That's one of the reasons why I had it in distraction-free mode because I didn't have to see any of that. It just was all just just gone. This, to me, and I don't have a lot of experience with VS Code either, but this, to me, has a very VS Code kind of new feel to it. Um, but it was a, it was an extension that you installed in the existing PHP Storm, so it you you still have to have the EAP so that the next oh, version. Of I wonder why you need. I wonder why you need the EAP to make it work if it's just an extension. I'm sure there's some sort of hooks they that they built in there. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I think I'm going to play with it for the next uh, next week or so. I, I've got I've got a lot of coding in my pipeline right now that I, I've got to start knocking out. So I think I'm going to focus on on using it for a while and see how I how I like it. I also noticed that. When I went in to reinstall um, Idea Vim, which is the Vim plugin for Storm, um, there were a bunch of new Idea Vim extensions to that extension. So I got more things to to play around with. But yeah, sounds yeah, like you have a busy be, week coming up. You know, coming up, I do. I got so much coding to do. We have to. I'm playing a little catch up. Uh, being out, having some personal turnover. I uh, got got a lot of coding we got to caught up on. So yeah, we need to get together tomorrow and and discuss that project and get some uh, project planning done around it. Yeah, Ooh, project management's my favorite. Yeah, let's talk about well, that for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> well, we we need to get something for the client to see because we promised them we'd we'd have something and I haven't gotten there yet. Not yet, yeah. But I think we, I think I can get us there. Not a problem. I I always forget how good I am at coding. I do it so rarely, man. Yeah, but this the planning is before coding. We need to get the planning done. No, no, I don't have time for planning. I got to get stuff coded. <laughs> I got to I got to develop stuff. Well, yeah, speaking yes, of uh, Joe, that's what happened. Speaking of of PHP Storm, they've their new EAP is out, and they've got their enhanced generics support folded into it. And boy, I really want that in VS Code. I'm not sure I understand. They, they, what is that? They've had they've had generic support for a while. Yeah, what so they've the had enhanced? they've had generics for like about a year now. Um, but they just introduced the the newest update, which supports like integer minimums and maximums and uh, arrays. We got to be clear, though, right? The generics doesn't do anything for the code. I mean, there's not during execution time. It, it's only it's only if you're using PHP Storm do you have any right. benefit from it. Yes, but it can be super helpful in, just, in helping it, with static analysis and making sure that you're doing things the way you're supposed to be using it. Yeah, it makes it makes the. Uh... It makes the coding process much smoother if you if you integrate it. Um, but yeah, I'm I, I'm looking for if anybody knows of a plugin for VS Code that does generics the way PHP Storm does now, because I I really want to use it. You can always come back to PHP Storm. Let's say, is there a reason it. you can't you, you, use Storm? You used to use it all the time. I, I don't know. I, what? Maybe. You guys are you, busting you my maybe? one good ball over the fact that I use Vim. You're trying to tell me you can't break away from I don't, VS Code? I don't do that. You're confusing <laughs> me with somebody else. <laughs> I, I just, what, is, 
What is keeping you on VS Code that wouldn't let you use PHP Storm for that one feature? If it was so familiarity. What? You used Storm for years. There was. What are you yeah, talking about? I wasn't good at it. But you touted it. I mean, you That's like now. I'm, now I'm good at VS Code. Uh, well, get good at PHP Storm. It's, you should really just get good at PHP first time. I know. It really, really is a catch twenty twos. Do I do I switch IDEs or do I get better at PHP? <laughs> Maybe doing the first helps with the second because now you have access to generics via annotations. I don't know. It seems like I got better when I switched to VS Code. That's when you switched jobs. Maybe it was the, the job switch. Maybe it wasn't know. the IDE. There's, there's are, a lot. There's a are lot you, going are you, on. Are you one. saying? Are you saying PHP Storm makes you a weaker developer, Tom? Are you saying that? I'm not saying that. Are you saying that? No, I'm not. Sounds like that. that's what I'm hearing you say. No, I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> so on our Discord, if somebody out there knows of a, a good generics plugin for uh, VS Code, yeah, it's called PHP Storm. Just install that. And that is <laughs> Discord, discord.phpugly.com. And you can come hang out with us. You could be putting little messages down wherever this is at. Over there. Yeah. Right there. You can almost broke type things that trying make to point the right direction. Because <laughs> of the delay. It's like, what's going on here? It's not working. Oh, and, and you can even happen. ask for more clarification of things on the show. I, Dimitri has tasked me now, and I, I, I knew there were there were links to this on the internet. I knew I couldn't have been the only one doing it because I had learned it somewhere. But Dimitri had messaged me in Discord about um, GNU Stowe. I talked about it Stowe, I don't know, yeah. last week or the week before about how I use that to manage my. Um, Dot files. dot files, yeah. So uh, he, he he when he messages in Discord, he has this very like subtle tone of "I don't believe you," but if it does work like it like that, it would be cool. But I don't think it does. I I'm wouldn't like, call I'm it subtle. You, <laughs> so I, I well, committed to out, making uh, a video for him. Well, he pointed out what the use case that was on their website was, right? Which wasn't just dot files. Okay. Wasn't it, wasn't it, no, I'm asking, wasn't it more about like, I don't know. I've never looked, I've honestly never looked at their website. I don't know what their, what their stated. <laughs> I, I think it's for like bin, like custom bin files or something. Let me, let's look it up real fast. GNU Stow. And we got to spell Stow correctly. Eric. I mean, this is generally how programmers do th- st- things, which is learn half of something and assume you know all of it and walk away. I mean, I know that it does what I needed to do. GNU Stow is a Simlink farm manager, which takes, yeah, it's actually, it actually just says Simlink. So it doesn't really say it's for anything. Uh, the pr- approach used for, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was an SDPHP presentation that mentioned it, and it was that was it. <laughs> so I, I'm going to do a video. I, I have a, I have a few links that I've added to, to the show notes. Uh, but this weekend, I will do a video showing everybody exactly how I use. So I only know one way of using it. So there, I, there, there are probably like 50 other things you can do with it that I don't use it for, but. I, I will show everybody the one way I know how to use it, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll put this to bed. We'll assume that, as always, I was right, and I'm a cool person or something. We will agree on half of those things. Okay, but you know we can all agree on. What's that? When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the net with your data, and this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built HoneyBadger. It's easy to install HoneyBadger in your back-end applications and front-end JavaScript. It only takes a few minutes of configuration, and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser. 
so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates, and we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger, where the monitoring tool for web developers would rather be, well, developing. Thank Thanks, you, Honey, Honey Badger. Badger. Thank you, Honey Badger. Thanks, Honey Badger needs yes. a, a OBS plugin. <laughs> well, because I could be flooded with errors. <laughs> yep. You may want to check this out. Something happened right here. <laughs> I know. I'm well aware. Oh, boy. Uh, so, did you guys uh, did you guys catch the guzzle? Seeing as we were discussing guzzle so much, the the security advisory for guzzle. I did not. What is happening? So if you enabled the cookie middleware in guzzle, then any site you hit with guzzle could set a cookie for any domain. Oof. Yeah. So, if I hit your website with Guzzle, you could set a cookie for any other domain, and it would only affect me if within that same re- process, I then use Guzzle to hit that other domain, right? Well, the the Guzzle middleware is designed to handle all sorts of like multi-session, multi-process stuff. Right. So, so it could persist for a good amount of time. I guess I don't, I haven't used it that way. I'm, I'm more of a one request, one response type of guy. I know it can do multi request processing, but between requests, have, like between hundreds. web requests to my website, are you storing the cookies at that point? Like, do you have a cookie jar set up between I, that? I did not write the the security issue here, the CVE. So I don't know. No, I, I'm not sure say you're using Guzzle. I make I, the way I'm using Guzzle. I I could make hundreds of requests within the same session, totally. Within the same wait, within same the, within session the same, or same request th- within the same request. Really? Yeah. Because a lot what of what your we time do is, set to a, a lot of what we do is is API data aggregation. So I we we make a lot of calls to external APIs that do all sorts of stuff. Uh asynchronously, synchronously sometimes. But yeah, we can do we could do 100 for like easily. Wow. I'm just trying to see I'm trying to think how that works. If it's async, you're probably less affected by this bug because you're going to send out like 50 requests at the same time. Even if one writes a bad cookie to you, it's not going to affect you. And still they have to know what other sites you're hitting to really affect your specific site. Right? Yes, but still not. It's great. And I think think you can assign a wildcard cookie. Oh, really? I would have to look more still, into the middleware. But still, when you, when you're assessing the the risk of this type of exploit, it's on the lower end, right? Oh no, this is on the higher end. It, I don't know. You might want to read an article in the PHP Architect magazine about assessing risk management. Yeah, I've never heard of that magazine. Is there like a new 
issue coming out or coming out? It just came out yesterday, June first. It's June. We got the June issue out on the first. That doesn't sound right. That's on time. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound. What are you talking about? It's like the third month in a row. <laughs> but we did. There is Security Corner does have a assessing risk when it comes to vulnerabilities, and I like what he does. He's giving a score based on some factors and how likely it is to affect you. And the way I use Guzzle, this thing is less likely to affect me, but the way you use it, it's more likely to affect you. So our risk management for this particular CV, this particular exploit is going to be treated differently for the two of us. I, and I don't disagree. That makes sense. Yeah. So check out Eric Mann's article in this month's issue. And if you don't have a subscription, please consider checking it out. It, so much good information in there. How did this month's release go? I, I think we're getting better at it. What do you think, Eric? I think so. Um, it, the one cool thing we did this month was we released a podcast before we, we released the magazine. So we got a little... Um, you know, got a little hype behind the magazine for the magazine was actually released. I got some feedback on that, like positive feedback. Uh, everybody seemed to like that. So we're going to. The, the sad part is that, that was our intention when we first brought it to Oscars three, four, five years ago, whatever it was. It was like, we want to get this out beforehand. And I understand. I mean, after dealing with the magazine, I understand his perspective of it's really hard to give you all the information prior to the magazine coming out. <laughs> like trying to get. That last week of the month is crunch time. And there are times where we're struggling, like what's going to be in the magazine, what's not. So I understand where he was coming from. But at the same time, it's like the whole point of the podcast was to get the information out there, get people excited about what was coming out in the next week. So I'm so happy we did that and hope we get to continue that. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, it's going well. We'll see. We'll see if it continues. If it continues to be a smooth sail, or if the if the waters get a little choppy again, because you know things change. <laughs> we 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 need writers. If you're willing to write for the magazine, we pay for articles. Reach out to us. Don't sound you desperate. Know, we're not desperate, but we, but we are. It's more of oh, no. we, we want. <laughs> but. I, I tried to explain it to my wife. We are not a Forbes magazine. We're not like worried about being like having the perfect writing. We want good writing. We, tr- we think we do a good job of editing, making things grammatically correct. So if that's your concern, still come to us with your idea. Let us know what you want to write about. We'll let you know if we're interested in it. Uh, really, all we need to know is what you want to write about, when you think you can have it done, and we'll let you know yes or no, and then we'll send you a contract. I'll tell you what, my my article that I'm writing for you guys uh, is for still just still just the title. <laughs> I don't remember what the title is, so I'd have to look it up. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, I know this is kind of joking, but kind of not. You, Eric's who said that Eric's firstborn, Eric's secondborn, Eric's favorite. You say you don't, don't know programming, which is fine. This isn't necessarily just for programmers, but I use writing either for the magazine or doing presentations as a way to learn something and then building from there. So I can say, Oh, I want to learn about this topic, writing an article will give me a deadline to say, okay, I've got to go read about this topic. I have to learn a little bit to at least share the basic knowledge. We're not looking for experts in that field, just something you're passionate about learning about and want to share your process with. Speaking, speaking of doing things the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys heard of BOGO sort? No. Bogo sort? No. Bogo sort. There's lots of sorting algorithms out there, and everyone's looking for the most optimized one. But 
I ran into BOGO sort this week, and it makes me want to get into computer science just for the jokes. <laughs> but BOGO sort takes a set and randomizes it and checks if it's sorted in the correct position. And if not, randomizes it again and checks again. Well, that sounds stupid. <laughs> yes. It's very stupid. There are uh, five versions of BOGO sort, each trying to be worse than the previous. What? But it's like, fundamentally, it's the N plus one problem. <clears throat> like, you have no it idea. Sounds like the N times N problem. Not- <laughs> it's so it's it's worst case is actually zero to one where it never sorts correctly. <laughs> um. But its best case performance is actually zero N, where it sorts it the first time correctly. Right. The odds of that happening on a large list are infinitesimally small. Unless you're using quantum BOGO sort. Huh. In which a number of universes exists the same size as the set. One of those universes will always sort correctly the first time. And it is the most efficient algorithm on a quantum scale. Now you're just talking garbage. (laughs) It's I am. I am just, I understand the theory there to a point, I think, but I, I am no. so excited that there's like a mathematical proof that the least efficient and most efficient thing on the quantum scale are the same thing. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so strikingly dumb, but it, it really, it really makes me want to look into uh, uh, bad the, sorting the pro- algorithms. <laughs> the problem is I don't even know if you said multiverse at this point, but you've got to get all that information back to this verse. (laughs) It doesn't work. Well, quantum computers can kind of do that. No, you just need to, you need a qubit per permutation of the set. We're talking about, I don't know. He's like, gone haywire again. We're talking about real stuff, yeah, or we? we no, we're back to we're we're talk, back to microwaves mi- mapping your house. Let's oh, yeah, too. Which I, yeah. I'll point out years after I said that, I was proven right. I'd point out that you weren't. <laughs> it's because you don't listen to me. <laughs> Did you guys uh, see all all the heat, Elon? It's taken for 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 being an asshole. Saying people need to come back to the office. His his people need to come back to the office. How do you feel about that? It's curious. I mean, the dude's an asshole. That's all there is to it. Not necessarily him, but corporate America in general. If if you work somewhere and they said you had to come back to work, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I've been out of that realm for so long, I can't imagine going into an office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it ignores the ab- the actual science that's out there, which says that working from home is more efficient and that people perform better working in uh, their own environment. Some Some do, some don't. It's not a blanket statement. I know plenty of people that are clamoring to get back to the office and frustrated that they can't go to an office. Well, they could always go to his offices. He didn't close down during the pandemic. Oh, that's true. But I'm talking about other places of employment. Right. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to say something a little, a little controversial here. Because no I, I, I love poking this bear with you guys, but I think you, I think everybody's missing the point of his directive. Because if you read the directive, what he's saying, and everyone that I saw posted, and, and I'm not being trying to be a cheerleader for Elon Musk, although if he does want to buy PHP Architect for 
million dollars, I would be willing to talk to him. But let's just just hear me out. He's basically talking about how Tesla is a manufacturing plant. And so the factory workers have to come into the office every day to build the cars. If they need to be there, everybody who supports Tesla and supports that manufacturing process needs to be there, including people like upper management. That's what that's what I read out of that. Every time he says, everybody talks about, oh, Elon Musk is making people come back to the office. I'm like, no, he's saying that that you have to be part of that team and that team has to be at the office. How, how do you think it would be if, if the factory workers have to come in, but all the upper management get to work from home and feed their kids breakfast and pick their kids up from work? Mm-hmm. The, the animosity would build. Yeah. So all he's saying is, hey, these factory workers have to be here. This is our core business. Everybody who has to support this business needs to be in the office. Yeah, but he he also literally said that the COVID stay-at-home stuff has tricked people into thinking that you don't actually need to work hard, rude awakening inbound. And he got all of his starter money from a slave-driven emerald mine in South Africa and has purchased the title. I'm just saying, as far as people who, who are going to tell me that I'm being tricked into thinking I don't have to work hard... He is the worst fucking example because so he that firmly is, that believes, was a bad statement. He I firmly agree. believes he has worked hard and he believes that unions, which are pro workers are the death of America. And he says, quote, anyone who wishes to do remote work for a minimum. And I mean, minimum of 40 hours per week or depart Tesla. So he's not only saying like come into the office, but he's saying 40 hours a week is the minimum, the absolute minimum you should work. And And that that's, that's the truth. In, In another statement, he says that the, the people on the line work 40 hours a week. So Which is also you, you as a manager, you as a manager, you, your minimum work week needs to be 40 hours a week. Which is also proven to be less efficient. It's been scientifically so, so, proven. So, so, that so now, that, now that that's, I, I, I'm fine with that, but 95% of the companies out there don't practice anything but the 40 hour work week. So we can sure, spiral absolutely. down this hole, but calling him out for saying that stuff when all I, I feel like all he's trying to do is even the playing field. And I understand. Saying, I, I, I understand if, you know, if you understand, if no, I understand manager, you're saying even the playing field, I'm saying as the richest person who has ever lived in history ever, he should shut the fuck up because he doesn't know a thing about hard work and he ignores wait. all of the scientific evidence in favor of what he believes is the optimal work week, the optimal number of hours and the way people should live their lives. So the hard part is you're focusing on the person. Eric's focusing on the philosophy. Like Eric, I understand where Eric's coming from. If I had a, a business where I had to have people in the office or in the, 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 in this, the manufacturing plant to build something, you need a support team around them, and Absol- that animosity. I, I absolutely so, agree with that. If the if the okay, if but, the, but you're making factory, it about Elon, and that's that's where the problem is. No, I'm saying right. I'm I understand. Saying if the Elon factory has managers, of course they have to have in person interactions with the people who are doing the factory floor work. He's talking about the people who are doing accounting, or the people who are doing sales, or the people who are doing marketing. Exactly. Which right. those people don't have any tie or relationship to that they're already living. Not, you're missing the point, though. You're, you're missing okay, the so point. then put them in a factory part, too. That's what he's a, saying. That's no, where he's, the office is. He's saying live in the glass tower and make twice no, the money not, of the no, factory. He's, not. He's, he's very he very clearly says that that's the office is where the workers are. But the people so, in so, offices so again, don't to, have to, to be there. To, to, to John's. You know, I appreciate John's, you know, 
bring this up, but you you're so hung up on not liking the guy that you're you're not listening to the message, and and that's part of the message. It's working from home better. Yeah, in some cases it is, but it doesn't work for everybody. And it can build up animosity. Company. And I totally yeah. I totally agree with that. But the people who are working in marketing should not be forced to do 40 hours in an office or be fired. You're not you you accept certain responsibilities when you take a position. And if you're if if that company's culture is to work in marketing, you have to be here. Then you got to be there. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how else to say it. No, I, I don't disagree with that. I think it's just a stupid move because that so means the I, company culture you, you is fundamentally flawed. You can't say it's stupid because when's the last time you've worked in an office? And John, John, John's willing to admit this as well. He doesn't work in an office at, at all. You don't understand the difference in dynamics when you work at an office. Now, no, I'm not I, saying I it's better or worse, distracted. but for you, no, that's, that's, it not, was that's not always true. Seven, eight years ago. But you worked in an office? Yeah. It's still the point of, from a management perspective, when you have employees that have to be in the office and then you have other employees that don't have to be, that can build a rift within your company. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that, and I think that but, that might be all that's trying to. It's not just Elon. Other other business people are dealing with the same thing. Like, how do we deal with the people that have to be here and the other people that could work from home and probably sure. be as productive, if not more? But again, I'm, but we're trying to build this company culture and and have something there. But and and I, there's there's the other side of that coin, and I I brought this up when we had our offices for Diego Dev. Now again, completely volunteer terror for voluntarily for people to come in. No, we we had no no hard. Occasionally we'd have a meeting where we asked everybody to show up, but that was it. Nobody had to be there like a certain amount of time or anything. I was really the only one that went in pretty much every day. And the other side of that coin was, for me, it was good because I have a very bad habit of not stopping work when I should and working into the night and, and you know, continuing. And I do that when my office is at my house. And so it was very nice for me to have that separation of, okay, I'm at the office now. I can work. And when I got home, I, I could unplug a little bit. I struggle a lot with unplugging. And it's, uh, you know, it's been a problem in the past. I think I've gotten better at it, but, you know, I, I it's hard it's hard for me to really say. But I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not saying, I guess the what I am saying is it's not a one-size-fits-all. And No, you ha- and I'm not saying of, that either. I, but you are. No, 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 no. What I'm saying. Yeah, you are. No, absolutely not. What I'm, call, what I'm saying is that Elon Musk is... A total clown. Who no, again? No, you're listen, making it personal. You're making it personal I, again. I can't. I can't take you seriously. I know when you but do that. Just let me. Let me finish. He's a total clown who spouts terrible business advice as absolute black or white truths to people who are starting their businesses or running their businesses. But that, he gets that, on the cover. That's not him. He gets, that, that's you know, that, he gets on the cover of startup- Forbes. Sure, but you're, it, you're saying this like like he's not the richest man in the world. Like that didn't work for him. He's you know no, he's no, no. spouting the, what what worked. For his him. turn towards public figure was way after he started be, becoming filthy fucking rich. Yeah, but, because he realized this stuff was working. I right. don't understand. But his turn as a public figure has been widely negative. Like rich people in general give bad business advice because they say absolutely. what worked for them. So absolutely. stop saying it's Elon Musk. It's not Elon Musk. Well, e- Elon Musk to make it not him. I'm saying I'm saying Elon Musk who represents so much of the tech industry conversation right now is constantly wrong and then gets published 
as uh, as a fucking savior for the tech industry when it, that's not at all what he does. He does not establish good management practices or probably any management practices. He buys companies that are going to be successful and has been very that lucky and, and good about it. But he's not an HR. He's not. And yeah, absolutely. There are companies where working in the office has to be done that way. But there are a lot of companies where remote is working much better, more efficiently, less hours are working much better, more efficiently. But he comes out and says, if you don't do it my way, you're an idiot. If you don't do it my way, you're fired. And it's the same like boisterous self-importance bullshit that gets but people fired from again, jobs. You're, where miss, people you're missing elevate so much of this. You, you, you want this. Everybody has an equal voice. When it's your company, nobody has an equal voice. You know, the owner. I got a podcast, though. He doesn't have a fucking podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that's that's the other yeah that's the thing about this is like you keep talking like like you know he should be taking everybody's feelings in consideration and that's not how business works. No, I, I to be clear, I keep talking like he is the. He is the absolute Jesus Christ you keep of capitalism. Making it about Elon, and I just—it is I about can't. him. No, that's, that's why not, I, I brought it up the, in the first that's not place. What the conversa- you did not. I brought it up. <laughs> Huge thank you to all our Patreons. Look at that beautifully animated background. <laughs> Pretty sure I think I, I think I I created this background early this morning. I have no idea what that is. I typed in June, it came it's out. It's like a bumblebee. Oh, it's, it's a June, June bug. bug. Oh, there yeah. you go. That makes more sense. They are yeah. a, a pestilence. Yeah, yeah. Did it live? <laughs> we have a new Patreon as as well. Riri, Riri. No, is it Riri? Riri, are you the new Patreon? Well, that's what's oh on there. Gosh. Maybe I messed up. Recent. Well, thank you to all of our Patreons, not and just Ed, Riri. Ed G, who I'm hoping isn't Ed Gain. No, it's not Riri. Why is why is the new Patreon not there? It is uh, uh, Little Hermit. Little Hermit is our new Patreon. And I know I put that name on there. Shoot. All right, I'm sorry, little hermit. You'll be on. Uh, you'll be on next week's show. I promise. All right, there you go. That's what happens if you try to do things live during the show. Well, like play the ads, <laughs> basic stuff. <laughs> really, super super simple stuff that should just work but doesn't. I, I tell you, going to rebuild their system like six months ago. One of these days, I'm going to do it. And you think that's going to solve that issue? One of these days. I, I tell you what, if you didn't work from home, you'd probably have it done by now because you'd be at the office and people would be watching you get shit done. That's the opposite of how that works. <laughs> people watching me get shit done is the last thing I want. Uh, have right. you guys Go ahead. seen Top Gun Maverick? No. No. All right. So we're going to have to have a conversation about this movie, spoiling quite a bit of it. Okay. Why? So you guys are at you guys are going to have to see it pretty soon. How? Why? At the theater? Then you it's have great. to go to a theater. It's great. You have to go to a theater. Yeah, well, we don't have the COVID San Diego breakout you guys do. We get to go to theaters. Actually, we're talking about going to the theater for the first time, and we're going to go see the Marvel movie. Uh, what is it? Whatever is out now. Doctor Strange? Yeah, that one. Yeah, do Top Gun instead. <laughs> that's my That's my review of Doctor Strange, is watch Top Gun instead. Because I saw both in theaters and Top Gun. Boy, it's Top Gun. It's very Top Gunny. 
it's I'm just not sure super, what conversation we're having here. It's just super top gun. Pop culture. Oh, but Follow Tom Cruise is an asshole. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I know. How could you like that guy or any movie he's in? Uh, same way I can like Teslas without liking Elon Musk. <laughs> Separate the man from the work. That's not the way that works. He's even wait, wait, wait. cropping on Tesla for years. Say, what? Say that what? Again, Tom? What? I don't think that what sounds right. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Oh my goodness. Go, go see the latest Amber Heard movie then. Wait, don't tell me. Did that go badly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard, yeah, I heard it. I heard everybody won and nobody won. Oh, no, the the pop news media won quite a bit. It was a mess. Two, two disturbed people fighting out in court in front of the entire world about who was more disturbed and lied the most. She did. And, she she lied the most. Yeah, I mean that was that was the result. She lied yeah, the most. Right. Was, right. I was gonna she, say he won, but not. Well, not turns out well. putting putting two actors on the stand against each other is a really excellent measure of which one's the better actor. Because she was a terrible actress, and he was like pointing at the camera and winking the whole time. It was embarrassing. Oh, was she an actress? Yeah, she she know. was in Aquaman. Oh. There, there was. was a movie Aquaman? Yeah, he's the guy who talks to fish. Oh. Still better than Namor. I haven't Namor. seen that one. I haven't seen that one. All right. Are we done with this one? Are we wrapping it up? Are we done? We wrap this one up. I yep. don't know. What haven't I bashed on? You want to hear some good news? I'm going to end this with some good news. I seriously doubt that, but sure, some, try. Some good news. In California, bees are officially a type of fish. What? <laughs> Shut up. What? Link in the Trello board. Doesn't make Stop it fact. It. California court rules that bees are a type of fish. Bees in order are to... a type of fish. Protect them under the state's Endangered Species Act. Yeah, so it turns out that like insects can't be covered by Endangered Species Act. So the next closest thing that bees could be categorized as is fish. So a California, a California court ruled. I see what you did. I see what you did there. You're tying it all back into XD bug. Bees, bug, XD bug. That was good, Tom. Code smells, fish, two minute abs. What? Wait, what? Yes. So CESA's Fish and Game Code now defines bees as fish so we can save the bees, which we need to do. Because food, not just vegan foods, but like all the foods. So that's my good news. Bees are now fish. Okay, that's it. Episode 289 is in the book. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep Keep it it ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to people. 
PHP, the ugly It's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living web applications? Okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube So let's get it, you know my lyrics are major All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters But they doing what they doing, keep it ugly We ending every show with the saying it's lovely Let's go Yeah, come on